What's going on, everyone? Welcome back once again to the Cinema Dado podcast. I am Bill, joined once again by the man, the myth, the legend, my cousin Ryan. How's it going, everyone? Now, Ryan, I figured what we could do today, because we talked about last week, we're, you know, about reviewing one film every week. But to really be able to fit everything into into our, you know, into a good time, I think what we should do is we're, on Mondays, we're going to talk about, you know, what we've seen in the past few days, you know, maybe what we picked up in the past week, and maybe some releases that are coming out the following day, since, you know, Tuesday is big release day. And I figure Thursdays, we can save it, save that kind of for our, you know, our big review day. How's that sound to you? That sounds pretty good, Bill. Okay. So, right. First, let's talk about, you know, what films have you seen in the, you know, over the last few days? Last few days, you know, film-wise, I actually haven't seen too much. I, I, there are probably uh, three tit- three big titles that I've seen within the last few days. Well, by that, I also will extend to last weekend when I saw the Batman in uh, <laughs> cinema. Oh, we're going to save that for a whole, whole discussion on that one. Exactly. And, uh, you know, one title I watched. Now, I, I saw this film back in 2001, shortly after it was initially, originally released on DVD. And I had only seen the whole thing once up until last week. I finally saw it again. And that is Ridley Scott's Hannibal, starring Anthony Hopkins and Julianne Moore. Now, I remember... I remember uh, last year, Bill, you were talking about Train to Busan and its sequel, Peninsula, and how going into Peninsula with the uh, perspective that it's not Train to Busan definitely helped yes. your experience. Absolutely. And and I, I, do, I concur about that. I have to say, going in to see Hannibal again with the expectation that it is not Silence of the Lambs definitely helped. And I have to say, my perspective on that film has greatly increased since the last time I saw it. Yeah, even even Julianne Moore, she she held her own as Agent Starling. Uh, no, she's no uh, uh, Jodie Foster. Foster. I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask you what you you know what you thought about you know between the dynamic between you know going from Jodie Foster to Julianne Moore. Both fabulous, both fantastic actresses. Oh, absolutely. And what actually, I, I, what I liked about Julianne Moore's performance is she really carries uh, the uh, the seasoned agent that Clary Starling has become in the ten years in the uh, internal chronology between the end of Sounds of the Lambs, where she was first starting out as an agent, to where she is now in her career, and she she's like she's a jaded. Uh, agent she's being burnt by the institution that she's worked for and she's just become deeply disillusioned with her place um and her role and also with she's got a lot of conflict going on with her connection with hannibal lecter which it's 10 years after he escaped uh you know she 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 definitely she's definitely conflicted and just see that and just right to the very end of the film it's just like I'm 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 almost kind of like ashamed for not having actually invested the time to rewatching it in the two decades since I actually did watch the first time. Has um, it been two decades since that film came out? Yeah, two thousand one. 
I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> Man, doesn't seem possible, does it? I know. That's crazy. So you saw, so you watched Hannibal again, you and you enjoyed it. Obviously, no. There is that on 4K. Did they have a 4K release for that one or no? That is 4K. That is a uh, Kino Lorber. I oh, believe that was Kino actually Lorber. their first 4K release. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love Kino. Kino definitely. You know, they they dive deep into the bullet with a lot of films. They really do. And actually, uh, that's just a foreshadow. That's actually the one thing I want to go back to later on when we discuss uh, pre-orders and so okay. on and so forth. Okay. Uh, any any other films under the belt for the last few days? Uh, the only other one of note is, uh, again, from 2001, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Okay. I've just watched the Criterion 4K, and it's the first time I've seen the film. And I got to be honest, like, that movie, that is the only, it's the second David Lynch film I've seen after Dune. Uh, I was, I also saw the first two seasons of Twin Peaks. And okay. I got to say, this one, it, it's, it's out there. And there's still quite a lot that I'm not sure I completely got. It was a really solid film. Okay. And, uh, I, have not, I haven't seen that one myself either. Yeah. I mean, I de- it definitely, uh, if I remember correctly, it's on, it's been on like a lot of critics' uh, best of lists over the past two decades since it came out. Okay. And uh, that, that's, I don't want to say too much because it can, that's kind of like a movie that you really want to go in blind. Uh, okay. So I won't speak too much of that, but it's one I would definitely recommend as long as you give yourself the patience to sit it out. Now, so. is that one more, is that like a murder mystery type type film? It's more of a psychological thriller. I would okay. say. Uh, yeah. Well, David, Lynch, he, David Lynch definitely, he's known for those. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's definitely, that's a criterion release. Yeah, it was recently, uh, they had the Blu-ray, and then it recently came out in 4K. Okay. All right. That's definitely one I definitely might have to keep my keep my eyes open for that one when you know, yeah. another sale pops up. So, as far as titles that I checked out over the last few days, I've kind of went on a binge the last uh, couple of days checking out films that I've had, you know, wanted to check out. Uh, I did finish watching Under the Silver Lake. It's an A24 film from 2021 with Andrew Garfield. This was a messed up film. Absolutely. I, it's it's over the top. It's crazy. It's typical A24. Um, there's just a lot of things that I still not, I'm still not clear on exactly what I just watched for the last two hours and 15 minutes of my life. But, you know, Andrew Garfield, he still, you know, he puts in, he puts in a good performance. Um, there's actually one scene in the film where he wakes up on the couch and he has an amazing Spider-Man comic stuck to his hand that he can't seem to get off. Almost like it's stuck with, you know, with a web shooter or something. <laughs> so it's definitely, it, it's a, it's an interesting film. You know, he meets this girl. He lives basically, he's in uh, Los Angeles and he lives in this apartment complex and he comes across this girl that he meets at the pool and, you know, he hits it off with her, you know, spending like a whole night just like talking with her, you know, and next day, you know, he goes home. The next day she's gone. The, her apartment is completely cleaned out. Nobody can, nobody can tell him what happened to her at all. And that's kind of like the journey he goes on through the film to find out exactly what happened to this girl that he, you know, became very interested in. And, but it, it definitely it dives down a rabbit hole many, many times in this film. And it, 
things that you think are going to happen don't happen. And it's, again, it's one that's very interesting. You know, it, it's interesting in exactly like, it's hard to say because I'm like I said, I'm kind of like all over the place with this film because it's a weird film at the same time. The acting is good, but the story will just leave you really, really just scratching your head, especially the ending. Like, you know, what exactly everything that Andrew Garfield just went through to get to this particular point. I'm still not quite sure, but again, it's a 24 and you know, you know, you're going to get like art, you know, arts an artistic kind of film when it comes from, you know, comes from them. So I think again, I watched it on, it was a showtime that I was able to check, catch out, catch it on showtime. And that's basically how I recommend watching it. It's one of those films that you're either going to like, or you're not going to like me personally. I didn't think it was terrible, but I'm not going to be adding it to my collection. I think one watch is about is about enough for you know about enough for me with that one. Um, another film I did watch, another film I watched on Showtime that I did pick up was Werewolves Within from 2021. This is based on an Ubisoft game that you know, Ubisoft made a game for the PSVR a few years ago, and it's basically it's, it's a whodunit. It's a small group of people, and you're trying to figure out you know one of them might possibly be a werewolf. And you're not really sure exactly who it is. And it definitely leaves you guessing. I, I could not figure it out. I mean, it's a small, like I said, it's a small group of people who are kind of like, the snowstorm is coming into this town. And, and keep in mind, this is a loosely based film. This is not exactly, you know, one for one with the game. And I couldn't figure it out. It kept me guessing all the way to the very end. Snowstorm is coming into town. These people are all in like in this bed and breakfast. And... It doesn't seem like this town's very big. Like, there's maybe 10, 12 people total in this film. And it, it just, it's a its a mystery. You don't know. You think you might have it figured out, but I guarantee you don't have it figured out until the very end. So it's definitely one worth picking up. As soon as I was done watching it, boom, went right to Amazon and had to pick it up and add it to the collection. Definitely a must watch. I also caught The Atom Project. Just recently came out last week on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana. Just a great cast in this film. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, the director right now, Sean Levy, as I try to think, also going to be involved with Deadpool 3, right, Ryan? Mm-hmm. That's right. I can't, that, that's going to be, an you know, him and Ryan Reynolds seem to have a pretty good working relationship between this film and also Free Guy. Obviously, they, they work well together. So I'm, I'm very hopeful for Deadpool. And especially, I heard, I mean, not to go off on, uh, away from what I was watching, but I heard that him and Hugh Jackman are working on a mystery project together, possibly. Oh, jeez. Um, could it be? Could it be Deadpool? Oh, I don't, man. I, I, don't, I don't see that, you know, being the case. But, you know what, we could always hope, right? We could always Absolutely. hope, you know. So I'm looking forward to that one. But the Adam Project on Netflix, it's a good, it's you know, it's a it's a good family film, to, you know, to check out. And you know, the the, um, the young actor who you know um, is playing the younger version of Ryan Reynolds, this kid is like almost like what Ryan Reynolds probably would have been like at 12 years old. He he's a he's a smart ass. He's exact and he's quick with the one liners, just like Ryan Reynolds. And he gives he dishes it right back to him just as well as he receives it. So I really, I thought it was a really good, you know, really good film to watch. 
And, you know, special effects are pretty good for Netflix. I mean, they definitely they spared no expense, you know, putting this film together. And I really, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Mark, the connection between, you know, Ryan Reynolds when he does meet up with his father, he was in the past, you know, being played by Mark Ruffalo. Just Ryan Reynolds calling him dad the whole time. It's just, it, it's funny. It's just, it's really funny. But it, it's sweet, too. There's definitely some sweet moments that will definitely, you know, bring a smile to your face. So definitely the Adam project is one to check out. Like Ryan, I also saw the Batman and we're not going to get into any more than that. Cause that film is one word to sum it up, right? What would you say without giving away too much? Oh, Oh man. That's, I know Epic is cliche, but it, 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 it totally works for this one. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I was going to introduce it with some, um, with some sarcasm saying how it was, it was a nice little film that will probably do okay at the box office. You probably haven't heard of it, but you know, it, it's an established character an established property. And I, I, I wouldn't be able to hold a, uh, I wouldn't be able to hold a straight face as I deliver that, but it's just, uh, exactly. I'm just going to say it's bat-tastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and Robert Pattinson, you know, we'll get into more, you know, we're going to be doing a review on, on the film itself, but he's definitely stepped into the role and he filled the role, you know, very, very well. I'll, yeah. I'll put it that way. So another film I checked out was West Side Story. I know you've seen that one. You saw that in the theater, Ryan, right? I did, yeah. Okay. And what do you think of that film overall? So my thing is I love Spielberg. I've seen all his films and honestly, that's the only reason why I went to go see it outside of La La Land and maybe Grease. I'm not counting Saturday Night Fever because in my opinion, that's not a musical. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a musical guy. Um, I would say uh, Spielberg's version. Um, there was a lot of things that were great with it. The cinematography, the performances, the choreography, the storyline, eh, it's all right. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really too big on uh, love stories at this time. But you know, the, again, like the performances were great, and also I, I read somewhere that you know the uh, it was actually a film that actually employed like Broadway uh, performers in it, so, and you can tell they're 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 performers who are able to sing and dance and. Uh, it's, oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. It, it felt more realistic and uh yeah the choreography yeah. the choreography was fantastic i, I oh, won't yeah. give it to that you know yeah. and again just like you because spielberg's attached it's something that you know i, I figured i'd check it out especially you know considering it is you know is, is nominated you know for academy award so yeah. i figured you know what why not and consider, you know you can see it on you know disney plus right now you can check it out on hbo max as well but Again, I I was not familiar with the original, so this was like you know a fresh you know fresh take for myself, and you know I, I thought it was good. Um, is it is it a film that I'm gonna you know pick up or you know revisit anytime soon? I don't think so, but uh, you know again it's it wasn't I. I don't mind musicals. I do you know what I mean, but I'm more of the I like the old the old school kind of like musicals and everything. You know whether it be like Elvis. You know, or, or something like that. I'm, I'm really, I like those kind of musicals. But this one wasn't bad. The music was okay. Um, again, it's definitely, if you have one of those services, definitely it's, it's worth checking out. But yeah, I mean, that's as far as movies that I've checked out in the last past few days, that has been like my boatload of movies that, I, that I've watched. 
Um, now, as far as pickups, anything from you? Uh, the most recent pickup I've I've made was uh, the Phenomena 4K from uh, oh. it was uh, Synapse. Yep, Dario Gentos, and uh, I haven't watched it yet, but you know I, I have his films from Arrow, the three uh, films that they released on 4K, as well as Suspiria. So um, I, I, I know he's got a pretty good track record, and uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing that one. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, that was that's that's it for recent pickups. How about you, Bill? Well, same as you, Phenom- uh, Phenomena. I picked that one up from Synapse. That was a toss-up between that and the Arrow version because the Arrow version is, you know, they're essentially the same other than your artwork on your, you know, on your hardcover slip, that, you know, the outside cover. But, I mean, the booklet, the poster, everything is, is essentially the same with it. Uh, but it was a really, it was a tough choice to make between the two. Obviously, if you're going with Arrow, you're going to go with the UK release because it's not available in the U.S. from Arrow. Synapse is the way to go here in the U.S. But I had to go and pick that one up. A blind buy for me as well. But, again, with Jennifer Connelly, Donald Pleasance, why not? I figure, you know, it's, it's worth the gamble. I also picked up Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So, as Ryan pointed out, I'm like, I did a YouTube video talking about, you know, how, showing how I picked this up, did unboxing for it. And I call it Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. And I was, <laughs> Ryan called me out on that one, said I messed it up. But yeah, it's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's an old, you know, an old Disney afternoon cartoon that I used to watch when I was younger. Had to pick it up. You know, 35 bucks for a whole series, Disney whole series. That's an incredible price. So that was a no-brainer for me picking that one up. Again, Werewolves Within, picked that one up. As well as upgrading my Dark Knight trilogy from Blu-ray to 4K when that was on sale. Good choice. And the, yep. And the Batman, not the movie, but the Batman animated series that was on a few years ago. That's the, the entire series, seasons one through five, which I just bought on DVD like six months ago. And now I have to get rid of the DVD because <laughs> upgraded to Blu-ray. So unfortunately, the only thing missing in that set is the Batman versus Dracula feature-length film, which is a fantastic feature-length film. I hope it gets a Blu-ray release at some point. I really, I was really hoping it was going to be included with that set. So that was kind of a disappointing thing because I have it on DVD, but it's, it's really good. Absolutely. And it's pretty dark for an animated, you know, film that probably would have been geared maybe even towards kids. It's definitely, it's, it's pretty dark, but it's, it's definitely, it's a good series to pick up anything, any, you know, you know me, anything DC animated, I'm going to pick it up now. I was checking out on Blu-ray.com because, you know, that's that's my go-to site to find out what's coming out. But looking at the new pre-orders that just went up, and these are some pretty pretty good titles, too. Some of them I haven't seen, but some of them I have. And the ones I have seen, they are, they are pretty solid. We have The Mexican with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts coming out on June 7th. I believe that might be the first time that that's gotten a Blu-ray release. But again, Brad Pitt, I might check that one out. It's one I haven't seen. Now, here's one I know you're going to be inter- interested in, Ryan. Patriot Games. 4K Patriot Games, May 24th. Really? Yes. So we got a little bit of Harrison Ford goodness on May 24th. And we also have The Sum of All Fears on 4K with Ben Affleck, May 24th. My favorite Batman, Batfleck himself, <laughs> on May 24th. So I guess so, it looks like they're uh, 
there doing individual releases for the other Jack Ryan films. They'd already released uh, Hunt for Red October separately on 4K. Yes. Yeah, so it looks cool. like the, you know those are getting individual, which happens a lot. You know, you see them come out in a box set, and then down the road, I mean, I even saw I think believe the uh, Indiana Jones Indiana Jones films are getting individual Raiders, yeah, well, Raiders is right. Which are well, we we gotta talk about Raiders sometime because oh, absolutely, Classic. you know that's a whole that's a series I can just talk about just because my my opinion on my favorite has changed as flip flop on that one huh. since the 4K release came out. I was a big temp. I, and I still love Temple, but as soon as I Raiders, I I I've always watched Temple way more than Raiders, so I didn't really remember a lot of that one. But now going back and watching that one, I flip flopped on both. You know, making that's my number one now. I, I really love I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I actually went and picked up the poster for that one to put up. Eventually, I'll get it up here someday in my place. <laughs> Make it the next uh, yeah, movie poster. That's a classic. Yeah. Now here's one that you, I believe, is going are going to be interested in. On May twentieth, the police around the world first world tour from nineteen seventy nine between nineteen seventy nine and nineteen eighty. First time on Blu-ray, and I believe it's a blue. It's a two disc set. I believe it's a Blu-ray as well as a CD combination. Yes, that's going to be. Uh, that's their first tour, if, I, if I'm if I'm correct or not. Yep. Um, yeah, first, first world, world tour. tour. 1979 1980 and it's it just the police is a i love the police you know they they, they kind of remind me of um they remind me they're similar to the beatles in that you know they they disbanded before they got bad before they had the chance to decline and it's just they, yeah. what's that that's true yeah you're right you're right they did before before things kind of went bad they you know Kind of went their, kind of went yeah. their separate ways, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Sting, of course, was in a uh, David Lynch's Dune, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe, though, too, that I was reading. I don't think this ever got a DVD release. I believe this was for only on first on. Uh, it was available on VHS. But huh. I believe it might. This might actually be getting a DVD release as well. So it might be on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, have to definitely check that one out because that would definitely be one that'd be uh, looking to add to my collection, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So May is definitely, you know, May has a lot of things going on. Even the Untouchables coming out on 4K. Also, Steelbook available. I know that's, that's your thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so May, 30, May 31st, we're looking at for the Untouchables. And here's one that I, here's a film. It's a, um, it's a John Hughes film that I have not seen. It's some kind of wonderful, pretty good cast too. Leah Thompson, Eric Stoltz, and Mary Stuart Masterson, June 7th. So that is one I might have to check out and add to my John Hughes collection. Yeah, he's got a great track record. I mean, I, I wanted, is that a 4K bill? That's a, just a regular standard Blu-ray. Oh, okay. okay. And I don't think, I mean, um, I'm trying to think, John Hughes, uh, as far as 4K releases go, Home Alone? And that's it, right? I think so. So, I don't believe any. Of, yeah, I don't believe any of his other films have gotten. I don't think Weird Science, because I think Weird no, Science is no. not used. I don't believe that. I don't believe that got a 4K release. Yeah, I so think the only thing with that one was the uh, Arrow Blu-ray. Yes, 
So who knows? Maybe at some point, you know, because Arrow seems to be going back and making, take, you know, upgrading their Blu-rays to 4K. So that's a pretty popular film. You've seen that one, right? Uh, Weird Science? Yeah. I did. Definitely, yes. definitely 80s classic there. Oh, absolutely. Bill Paxson. <laughs> I love it. The ending. Everybody knows the ending with Bill Paxson. <laughs> R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Bill. Yeah, way too soon. Yeah, I always I love Bill Paxson. I thought he was a great actor. Yeah, it was it a was. lot of fun. it was a lot of fun. He knew when to be over the top and he knew when to be serious. Oh yeah. yeah. So so some pretty good pre-orders coming up. Definitely, you know, every day something. Like, like we were talking about last week, physical media isn't going nowhere anytime soon. No. It, In fact, know, now, that, now, we're, now we're talking about, like I said, uh, Kino Lorber's releasing the other two films in uh, Sergio Leone's Man of No Name trilogy with Clint Eastwood. They yes. released the 4K of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, I believe, last year. So I believe it's May 31st of this year they're releasing A Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more the other two films in the trilogy on 4k and the minute those pre-orders are up on Amazon, I am all in on those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen any of those films. Oh, I they're, have the, they're great. I have, I have the three movie set that I bought on Blu-ray. Like, I think it was like 10 bucks on Amazon. I got it like real cheap, but I'm still, <laughs> I still have not watched those films. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly is one that if it, if by chance they were to release it for like one day on the big screen, I would so be there. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, high recommendation. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, as far as new releases go for, for next, for, uh, for tomorrow, like I said, when you love Blu-rays and 4Ks and anything media, Tuesdays are, that's like Christmas for us. <laughs> and this, this week, the two big releases we have an American Werewolf in London on 4K from Arrow. Um, I didn't jump on this one yet. I'm kind of tempted to go ahead and grab it. Have you ordered it at all? Have you pre-ordered? I have not. That's actually a film I haven't seen yet. I want to uh, watch it before I blind, rather than blind buy it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With Arrow, though, I'll tell you, Arrow does a incredible job with their releases. Oh. Um I really, I thought their transfer on Tremors, which I goofed on that one because I thought that I ordered the, I thought, I'm like, oh, this is a great price. I thought I ordered the 4K and it was not the 4K. It was just a standard, just, a, <laughs> you know, standard Blu-ray. But I didn't worry about it because it looks, it looks really good just on standard Blu-ray too. And that's a, that's a fun film as well. Um, now, like I said, American World from London and West Side Story getting a Blu-ray and 4K releases as well as a steelbook, which the steelbook does look pretty nice from Best Buy. And I believe Target also has an exclusive with some exclusive art on the cover for um, West Side Story as well. So pretty much we are, lo- I mean, we're loaded with pre-orders and, you know, everything that's coming every week. I mean, every, next week, we're going to get into next week because next week's going to be a big one with the Godfather coming out. I know Ooh. you're excited about that. Oh, yeah. know, that's, that's a big one for you, but yeah, it's just uh, it's a crazy time. I'm going to have to get another shelf, I think, pretty soon at some point. Because <laughs> it's just, you know, one day after another, it's just something new. Something new coming out. 
you know, especially when you do watch these, you know, when you go and you watch something, whether it be, you know, on one of the streaming services, and as you know, as soon as it's over and you go and you check Amazon, you know, you're in trouble because you're like, trouble, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I've one thing I got, I, because I, here, and this is, and Ryan, this is something for me as well on Showtime. And I, and I think I was telling you about this, a little film called Aquarium of the Dead. Now, I don't, me, think, I don't think you told I, me about that one. I didn't tell you about that one. No. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about good old Aquarium of the Dead. See, me, I love a corny movie here and there. A movie that you can sit down with a bunch of people and just laugh. Oh, yeah. Mysterious. And you, but you know, when you're watching it, you need to watch it with, with, with friends. And this film, I watched it by myself. It was put out by the asylum, and as soon as the asylum logo came up, I was like, "Oh boy, what am I? What am I getting into here?" But essentially, it takes it takes place at this aquarium with this very small group of cast in this film. I mean, maybe seven people total, not a whole lot, and a virus breaks out, you know, and this octopus dies and comes back and starts infecting all the other fish in the aquarium. They die and they come back. A dolphin gets reanimated and bites a guy's face off. And, you know, they just, you see these, you know, these people are trying to maneuver and get around through this aquarium because the aquarium has gone on lockdown and the glass breaks and they're getting, you know, these starfish that are basically zombie starfish are attacking them and jumping on their face. And yeah, you can kind of get the idea of what this film <laughs> But I'll give you one guess. After I was done watching it, what's the first thing you think I did? Oh, you, you definitely did not go on Amazon to see if it was available. Oh, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> I just had to. Come on. I, how could I not go on? <laughs> but unfortunately, unfortunately, there's no, there's only a UK release. There's no uh -huh. American release. Or the Aquarium of the Dead. So I couldn't add it to my collection. Didn't go through the importing route? <laughs> you know, if it was uh, region free, eh, you never know. I might have to, uh, you know, somebody would be like, why'd you buy, a, you, know, did you go buy a region free player? Yes, I did. For what film? Aquarium of the Dead. That's why I had <laughs> it. I don't think I can go that crazy. But I do, you know, I don't mind some of the films like that. And I would definitely, I want to get into some point on the podcast. I want to talk about stream team releasing. You know, they're near and dear to my heart. Right. I, I support them so much with what, what they put out. You know, I've seen a lot of bad films. And I mean, it's, listen, right. We're at about 31, almost 32 minutes. We still got a little bit of time here. Yeah. Want to talk Camp Blood? Oof. Oh, Camp Blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so for our audience members out there, so I would say the best way to summarize Camp Blood from my experience, and maybe even yours too, Bill, is this. If you were to uh, aggregate the totality of film on a spectrum of quality, one being high to the one end being 
absolute perfection masterpiece. The other end being as low as you can get. You take out the qualifier low and replace with the title Camp Blood, and you have ex- you know exactly what we're talking about. It is quite possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen. I'll be completely honest. Um, I mean, it's watching it. I was like almost kind of dumped on it, but at the same time, it was hilarious i mean just like just how bad it was and you you have actors and i use that term loosely here extremely loosely you have these actors that are uh definitely amateurs um i think the sad part is they probably thought that it would lead to something when it definitely didn't um it led to something. It led. It led to me trading it in and getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> 11, 11, 11 films. Eleven films. Everybody. Eleven oh. films. Theories. And it got to the point by the, to the eleventh film. All they are. All it is are flashbacks to all the previous ten. That's what your eleventh film is. <laughs> and I'll tell you. I mean, I'm all. Listen. In all honesty, I'm all about. You know. I mean. You have indie titles, and I, and I and yes, these are indie titles, but these are I don't know. I mean, would you even? I I don't know if there's anything lower than indie. Would you really call? I mean, a fan? It's not even a fan film. It's just yeah, basically it's, you know. And, and I really like those. I like those film. I mean, those kind of films. I mean, I. But this, I just oh my goodness, I just could not get over just how horrendous. And how bad <laughs> these films were, you know. I mean, I love. I mean, if you, go, if you go like on like you can go on YouTube and you can check out some like fan films, and this is something I definitely I want to do like on my YouTube channel sometime is go and just really explore some of the, some of the fan films that are on there. You know, a lot of like Batman fan uh, fan films, Friday Thirteenth fan films. Those are really, really good. Oh, incredible. Those are excellent, excellent. This is crap. Oh, I mean, this God. like literally, like it's it's just bad. There's no I, I, I just want to explain, I just want to paint the audience a picture just with one scene, if you don't mind. Okay. Go ahead. The opening and, and scene. My, and, my, and mind, you only made it through two of these. I only made it through two of them, and that was enough for me. You didn't sit through all eleven like me and my brother in law did. No. Nah. I, uh, I I give you a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um, surprised you lose your sanity. And I just so the opening scene when the guy and the woman are walking through the woods, and you can see between the close-ups of the guy's face and the That's more weird. medium shot where I where she I know where you're going with it. Oh yeah, from like the the shot of his, the close-up of just him. To the transit to the cuts between that and the what the more medium shots where she's included, you can tell it's a different actor playing the guy in both shots. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not just that either. The further you get into the series, you can see like they'll be like going, like they'll be driving to the camp, and the car they're driving in is not the same car that pulls up to the camp. <laughs> but with them in, I mean that. I mean this. 
even in the at least with fan films, you there's still an attention to detail. There's like nothing with like no like no detail. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's people out there who who love who love this series, but I'm just saying for me, like I couldn't even find any kind of redeeming about it. Like, no. I, I honestly, honestly couldn't. I mean, I'm I mean right now, I mean talking about indie film like like on Indiegogo, I actually you know, I'm backing like three campaigns soon to be four because there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a <laughs> hike alone in the uh, don't hike alone in the woods it's a friday 13th fan film and they're putting out uh never oh never hike alone that's excuse me never hike alone and they're putting out part two which is a full length film so that one i think i'm gonna have to back so i'm gonna be four backing four different films but you know what <laughs> the ones that i am backing currently i've seen them they're on youtube watched them and i i loved it I, I thought they were fantastic and i did not mind putting my money down to go and support them with a physical release and i you know that kind of stuff i highly recommend and i absolutely you know have to go, go and contribute to help those people out because they're doing a fantastic job when these when the big budget studios aren't putting the time in just for like Friday the 13th and they're not you know it's not coming out and we're not you know or at least when we do get one it's not fantastic they're doing you know the fans are doing the best work yeah they because have passion. They, yeah because they have the passion and they and they love it and that's why I do want to do you know something at some point you know talking about those films because they put so much heart into it and i absolutely you know i applaud them for that they're doing a great great job but like i said you know camp blood is just that is a whole nother story that i don't Ooh. ever want to revisit i you know i just i can't revisit that one but like i said scream team releasing that we are definitely going to have to visit at some point and talk about that but you haven't seen any so that's going to be a whole new experience for you, Ryan, when you get a chance Absolutely. to finally check, check them out because you see their their intention is there. Like they have they have good intentions and they actually have a story that yeah. actually make you know that you can follow and, and make sense. And I really you know I, I highly recommend you know checking them out. I've done a few videos, you know, just like really you know being a champion for them and just being like, hey, check out Scream Team. You know, and I know their um, their owner, Scream Team releasing great guy. You and I met him at the horror convention last year. Right, talked to right, him right, for about right. talked to him for about a good half hour, forty minutes. And yeah, I mean, I, I that first time seeing anything Scream Team releasing was The Barn, and The Barn is just a throwback '80s film, and it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I watched it with a group of people, and it's something that will definitely. That experience alone is fantastic. Just having the experience of being able to sit there with a group of people and just, you know, talk about it and everything. So that's, you know, when we get the chance, we're going to get together. We're going to watch The Barn. That'll be good. That's another one that I have on. That's another one that I, you know, had to contribute to, The Barn Part 2. It's going to get made. It's going to come out. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Because a lot of the Scream Team releasing films, not like not the Barn, but some of the other ones are like anthologies, like uh, the, the one that I watched back in December, Thirteen Slays Till Christmas. Excellent anthology film. That's all connects to one grand, one big grand story at the end of it. And I thought that was 
very well done. But as far yeah. as you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, I don't know what your what your experience is with you know with indie films or any you know smaller films. I mean, have you really have you watched a lot or not really? Well, actually, I find was interesting. A lot of the um, a lot of the directors, you know, a lot of the most well known directors, their first features were very low budget. Um, they had solid scripts and good characters, often um, employing like uh, actors that would go on to collaborate with the directors later on. Like, if you have you ever seen uh, Christopher Nolan's debut, Following? No, I have black and white. No, I, I believe my, my first uh, my first time seeing any current kind of Christopher Nolan was Inception. Okay, okay. Really, you saw you uh, you saw Inception before yes. the Batman's. Um, Batman well, Inception, well, no. What came out first, the Batman Bat- film? Batman, Batman, Batman begin that Batman be that that was my first Christopher Nolan film because then okay. he did okay. then he did Mine Inception too, yeah. after. He did Inception after Batman Begins, right? After the Dark Knight. After Dark Knight, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've seen, I've seen, you know, all Nolan's Batman's. I've seen Inception. Um, Tenant was good. A little confusing here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely one of those films you get to watch a couple of times to kind of, you know, to understand it. Looks beautiful in 4K though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely one of those films that definitely shines. Um, Dunkirk, I haven't seen yet. And I, but I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, that one's good. But yeah, definitely. Um, now, uh, Nolan, he did. Did he do Memento or no? He did Memento. Yeah, that was his. Okay. Uh, that was what he did after following. Okay, so that was like his. Yeah, Memento. That was like his really first big, like studio film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I remember seeing bits. Of, I think I remember seeing bits and pieces of that one, but I never sat down. To watch the whole thing, and I know it's one of those films that you have to see from beginning to end because it's it kind of like jumps back and forth, I think, or it's kind of yeah along yeah. that line. Like it's one of those, you know. But yeah, I mean, definitely, um, there's always they got to start somewhere. I mean, look at James Gunn. James Gunn worked for Trauma, for Trauma, and who would have thought James Gunn would go from you know doing things for Trauma to you know where he is now. Crazy, you know, yeah, crazy, crazy. so absolutely, you know, from going from there to doing, you know, getting, you know, Slither was like his real first big one, and then go, you know, now the rest is history. I mean, Guardians, you know, Peacemaker, Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, you know, he just, it's you got to start somewhere, and it, I exactly. think that's, that's the main thing. That's why when I watch these, when I watch these, in, you know, these directors, you know, for like like Scream Team. Like the anthologies, they're all directed by somebody different. All the different, all the different anthology parts, and I just I see like these guys. These are the future. These guys could definitely be the future for what you know, you know what lies ahead. For especially you know for horror, I mean for horror films, you know in general. Oh but yeah. You, see, you know they see they have the right they have the right idea, and sometimes just because it's you know don't let it fool you. Just because it's a little bit lower budget, and you know they're not working with a whole lot of money doesn't mean they can't convey a really good story, you know, good message and, you know, put together a really good story as well. And I think that's really something that's important to keep in mind when you're watching those kind of films. Don't let it fool you, yeah. you know, yeah. except for Camp Blood. There's no, oh. you know. uh, 
if anything, we did a major public service by Absolutely. warning our audiences. Yeah. Stay away. Yep. And I did. I saw a trailer. I believe it was like two weeks ago. I was watching. There were some trailers on uh, YouTube. And one was called Sharkula. That's right. A shark that is bit by a vampire and becomes a shark. <laughs> a now, I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, man, I'm like, this, yeah, this could be right up my alley. Like, this could definitely be something stupid that I would really, you know, want to check out. <laughs> but then I noticed that a lot of the actors and actresses from Camp Blood were also in this. Oh, film. no. And at that point, I was like, nope, <laughs> I cannot do it. Like, this is just not going to be something that's going to be, you know, and the idea that they're trying to say, you know, the shark, you know, it's a vampire. It's go, it goes after blood. Are you freaking kidding me? Sharks go after blood anyway. So, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> what's it between, what's it between <laughs> the shark being a vampire and just being a regular freaking shark? It makes me, uh, that's what no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about making a story that makes sense, you know, yeah. and just having and just having fun. But yeah, so Ryan, this has been a lot of fun talking this about you know, everything coming out, and I figure this works out better. This way, we can put more time into reviewing the films, and then we can have another day just talk about everything else that we want to talk about, what's coming out and stuff. I think Sounds that will good. definitely yeah. And we have we got Night of the Living Dead. We're going to shoot for that on Thursday. That yeah. is one that you definitely need to watch. Yeah, I'll be watching it uh, more than likely maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. That one, I'm telling you, the Criterion looks amazing. It is, it is the best I've ever seen that film look. It is crystal clear. And I've seen that film put out a million times because it is a public domain title. So anybody, including... You and I could put that film out if we really wanted to and sell it. But because it, you know, unfortunately, that's something that George Romero didn't have locked down back yeah. when he made the film. He didn't have it locked down to where he'd be the only one in control of it. So Is that also why Dawn of the Dead has had such a troubled home media release history? It's possible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly who owns the rights. To, at one time, Anchor Anchor Bay had the rights here in the U.S. for for Dawn, and then I believe it, I can't remember who had the rights after after that. I can't remember who put out the first Blu-ray for Dawn, right? But this, what the the newer release, the 4K limited edition, that one is only you know was a UK you know available in the uk which i had to import but it's just one of those films like i don't know why it's been out of print for a u.s release it's been out of print for so many years so many years maybe even like about could be even going on like 10 years it's been out of print wow and it has not come out here again and i don't understand why it is a classic it is between, you know, Night always, I always love Night because it's the first zombie film I've ever seen. But Dawn is just, it's amazing. You know, it doesn't, yes, the zombies don't look like they do in The Walking Dead. They don't, you know, don't look like they're rotting corpses. But it's just the way it's just, it's made. You know, it's just, there's something about it that's just so 
perfect. I just, and I love it. It's absolute, it's, it's, it's an epic and it's, it's the be all end all for zombie films. It's what every zombie film basically is, is judged upon. Oh, I thought that, I thought that was, I thought that actually was, uh, given to the, uh, the unofficial sequel zombie, your favorite, uh, (laughs) no, no, no. One that you had and you don't have anymore. Nope. Don't look back yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah. That the is score not. Was nice. Yeah. I mean, the score was fine, but I just, uh, I just, there's something. It was just I, bad. It just, yeah, it's one of those films that's like zombies. It's, when it comes to zombie, it's not that hard of a formula. It's really not. But somehow along the line, they just don't know. Some place, some people just don't know how. Whether it be the director, the writer, or what have you, they just don't seem to understand that you don't have to put a lot into it. You just use a little bit of, you know, use a little common sense with it, you know. But it's not a bad, you know. I mean, look at like we said before, Train to Busan, fantastic, because they kept it simple. They kept the formula to what you have to do. Zombies are terrifying, you know. What I mean, especially in a group of zombies, you know, a group of zombies. And that's how Dawn is, too. Dawn is, you know, there's one, easily you can take care of it. But when you get a group of them, even though they're slow moving, they're terrifying when they're in a group. Yeah. And there's just, there's the way it's shot, and especially with the, you know, the score of the film is amazing. It's an absolute fantastic score, too. It just Everything is just, the aesthetic, everything is just absolutely spot on and perfect. And it is, like I said, it's, it's epic. It's an epic zombie film that it's just it's amazing film and i i hope you get a chance to watch that one at some point too yeah i think we're gonna we'll have to get together for that one because that one won't be able to get because it's the uk release yeah yeah so eventually we're gonna we're gonna you know we'll get you there we'll get you know make sure you can watch it yeah i mean if criterion ever puts out a 4k release that would be great too if they put out i'd probably have to double dip and buy it again just to get a criterion release for dawn but yeah, for now, you know, and the good thing about that release too, the UK release is you have all the cuts of the film, all the different versions of it. So, which is, which is great, you know, and that's another film where not just George Romero, but Dario Argento was involved with that one as well. And his handprint is all over that film because it, there's are, there are times where it looks like an Italian film. Like it has oh, that yeah. Italian yeah. look, you know, 70s Italian horror film. It has that kind of look to it. So it's definitely, it's a classic, absolute classic. And I, and I absolutely love it. So Ryan, I think Thursday, Night of the Living Dead, we're going to knock that one out and we're just going to keep on moving. Sounds good to me, Bill. Yeah, having a lot of fun so far talking to you, talking to everybody out there in podcast land. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Check out, like I, I talked about it last week, check out Ryan's uh, other podcast that he's on. Ryan, why don't you hit it up again, talk about it real quick. Yes, yeah, so uh, my podcast, which I run with my good friend Danny Siegel, is called As Is. We actually just published our fourth episode last night. Um, you can listen to it on Spotify, on Anchor. It's basically about rock music and its connection to our lives, and uh, we're fine-tuning as we go along. It's been a real blast so far creating that. Yeah. So and I, I've been listening along myself, and I think it's I think you guys are getting better every single time. Thanks, Bill. Yep. So, 
Everybody out there in podcast land, we will see you in the next episode. Take care. Have a great night. Bye.